Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features edited highlights from our Sunday service held on July 17th, 2022. To find out how to join us and for more general information, please go to www.stjamesleith.org.uk. Good morning and a very warm welcome to our worship this morning. You're at home, some of you further away, some of you a little closer, and some of you who are on holiday. Whether you're here in the building, old friends and new, you are all welcome. Ian, our rector, is on a well-earned holiday. And Judith, who was going to lead us this morning, and Geoffrey are suffering from COVID, although they've joined us on the screen. So we're with you, and we will remember you in our prayers today. So before we begin our worship, we're going to hear our, have a little bit of silence and hear our bell, and then we're going to light the candle. Friend and stranger, welcome in the name of Jesus. We gather together, putting our trust in the grace and mercy of God. Blessed are you, O God, maker of heaven and earth, giver of all good things. Blessed are you, O God, Son of God eternal, bringer of good news to the poor. Blessed are you, O Holy Spirit, giver of life and renewal, uniting us in worship and service. Creation longs for your wisdom.
Please be seated for our prayers of confession. Trusting in God's forgiveness, let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. Come home to yourselves and to each other. May all that is unfree in you be released, and may you blossom into a future graced with love. Amen. of the collect together. Almighty God, send down on your church the riches of your spirit and kindle in all who minister the gospel your countless gifts and grace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. this morning is taken from Luke chapter 10 verses 38 to 42. Now as they went on their way he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks so she came to him and asked Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the gospel. Good news for all. 
Please be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. So today's story involves Mary, Martha, and their brother Lazarus. And we know that they were good friends of Jesus. And we know that Jesus probably visited their home in Bethany often. We believe that Martha, which was very unusual in those days, owned the home. And so we assume that she was the oldest sister. We know that Jesus deeply loved this family. And we know that Jesus had become the most famous rabbi in the land and he had become enormously popular and well-known. And we know that Jesus, the famous rabbi, was coming to the home of Martha and Mary and Lazarus for dinner. So picture the scene. Martha, being the oldest, had the responsibility for the hospitality and was going to plan and prepare the dinner for Jesus. So we can imagine Martha going to the market the day before in order to get some of the freshest food available. She may have found some fresh fish brought in from the River Jordan and some dates and the freshest pomegranates and figs and olives that she could find and the finest wines, of course. What a shopping spree that would have been. And the next morning, Martha was a flurry of activity. Busy cleaning the house, sweeping the step, polishing the candlesticks, before she began to, to prepare the feast for Jesus. She set the table with her finest, bringing out her best pottery ware. And soon it was the time of arrival and Jesus knocked on the door. And everyone was so excited to see Jesus. They laughed and they chatted. And Jesus could not have failed to notice how clean and prepared and welcoming the house was. And Martha was very pleased. Jesus sat down on a pillow in the front room and started to teach. And soon Martha was out in the kitchen, so busy, focused on her last-minute preparations. Everything had to be just right. But she was also conscious that she couldn't hear the conversation between Jesus and her younger sister in the living room. And she knew she was kind of missing out. The more Martha worked, the more frustrated she got with her sister, sitting in the living room, cheerfully listening to Jesus. So Martha started to send signals to her sister, banging the pots and pans together very loudly so that the noise would bring her sister to the kitchen. But it didn't work. 
So Martha walked into the living room to serve the starters, the wine, the bread, the cheese and the olives. And as she walked by Mary, she gave Mary a sign. You know the kind of thing, the eyeball roll in the direction of the kitchen. But Mary wasn't looking. A little while later, Martha returned to the living room to pick up the leftovers and she gave her sister another signal. This one was the eyeball rolling movement as well as the shoulder movement. Get in the kitchen, in other words. But Mary again did not respond. She was still focused on Jesus and his words. So Martha finally stood in the kitchen door and her anger could not be contained anymore. Jesus, would you please tell Mary to come into the kitchen and help me with all this work? She is taking advantage of her being the youngest again so she can get out of doing the work. But Jesus spoke to, Mary, to, to Martha calmly, and I think gently. Martha, Martha, don't be so upset. You are busy and distracted with many things. Mary has chosen the better path, listening to me, and this will not be taken away from her. Martha put her hands on her hips and said, huh, and she stomped back into the kitchen to finish the meal. And thus ends the story. Now, many times in sermons, we are challenged to be like Mary. And of course, that's true. But today, I want to put in a good word for Martha. Firstly, I want to remind you that if there were no Marthas, or perhaps the male equivalent, Marcus, Many people would not eat lunch or dinner today. I also think that it would have been fairer if Mary had gone to Martha and said, let's both listen to Jesus and then let's go, both go and work in the kitchen. Martha has become a sim symbol of action-orientated people, responsible people, respons responsible men and women who get the job done. And the world absolutely needs people who get the job done. It's certainly true in the church. How would the church survive if it were not for all the Marthas and Marcuses who do all the jobs that are needed? The same is true with the family. We need responsible people to keep the house operating, to pay the bills, to keep the car, cars running. Households can't survive without Marthas and Marcuses, nor can offices, nor can schools, nor can businesses. What's wrong with being a Martha, a Marcus, a responsible, get-it-done kind of person? Nothing. Jesus did not fault Martha for being responsible. Martha's fault was that she was too busy to listen, too distracted to sit at his feet 
and absorb his presence. Too busy to quietly hear what Jesus had to say. Too involved with all her activities and actions that she didn't find time to, to first listen to the voice of Christ. Martha has become a symbol of the modern world. No more than that, Martha has become a symbol of you and me, who have become so active and busy with living life, we no longer have time to slowly, quietly listen to God or our partner, our children or our friends. What is listening? Listening is about making time. It's about focusing on another. It is concentrating on the person or thing before me, giving them my undivided attention. Listening is an art that is learned and slowly developed where you can actually focus on that person before you, not on the history of things that have happened before, not on the future and all the activities that will occur later, but on that person right there before you. Listening is a gift, it's an art, it's a learned behaviour. And the more one listens, the more love grows. The less one listens, the less love there is. Listening is the conduit, the pipeline through which love flows and grows. It's true in relationships, families, good businesses, it's always listening first, then doing. The Mary and Martha story is primarily, primarily concerned about Christian discipleship and listening to the voice of God and Jesus, to focus, to center, to concentrate on Christ and the words and the spirit of Christ. It's true of your life and I know it's true of my life. It is an art to listen to the voice of Jesus. It is an art to listen to the voice of Jesus in our prayers, when our minds are tempted to run so fast and far away. It is an art to listen to the voice of, of Jesus. Oh, no in the Bible when our minds are tempted to think about other things. Listening is a gift of oneself to the other, a centering, a concentrating of oneself on Jesus and listening to his voice. Many of us are like Martha. We get so busy that we often forget the most important thing. We forget to spend time with Jesus. And if we don't spend time with him, we'll miss what he says to us. We are in danger of being so busy in this modern world and also sometimes so busy doing good things that we leave out the best. Mary knew how to listen to Christ and we're encouraged to do the same. And so I want to 
practice what I preach a bit this morning and offer us a short time right now to be silent and to just listen. Dear God, for everything there is a time, and time is now our most precious commodity. Our clocks are always running from birth to death, during times of joy and sorrow, work and play, business and pleasure, speech and silence, worship and church activities. Tick, tock, tick, tock. We are like Martha with our long to-do lists. Slow us down, Lord. And for now, simply remind us that only one thing is needful that we be still before you and listen. And listen. And listen. And listen and know that you are God. Amen. And now we come to our prayers for others. Dear God, you have given us the power of communication, eyes to see, ears to hear, and lips to speak. Teach us to be attentive to your word and to all who come to us each day. We give thanks that you speak to us through the silence. We pray for all who wait upon your word and seek to do your will. We pray for all who listen for their work, for counsellors and all who are called to listen to the needs of others. May they know your presence with them. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all who are in authority. Guide all our leaders in the ways of justice and peace, and please, Lord, of wisdom. Keep our ears open to the cry of the poor and the oppressed and all who call for freedom. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our world, remembering places where there is war and violence, those we know about and those we don't know about. But we think especially this morning for Ukraine. We pray for those who have been injured, those who have lost loved ones, 
those waiting to find out what has happened to their friends and relatives. We pray for those who have had to leave their homes and their livelihoods. May they know that you hear their voice and that you are always with them. Lord, in your mercy. Dear God, help us to be sensitive to each other in our homes and with our friends. May we give time and attention where it is needed. We ask your blessing of peace upon, on, on our homes and all those who are dear to us. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for those who are suffering in body, mind and spirit. We pray for those who are anxious and overworked, all who are world-weary or deeply troubled. We remember especially any who feel the lack of love or attention, those who feel neglected or unwanted. And we ask your blessing upon all who are ill and all who have been taken into hospital or awaiting tests. And in a moment of silence, we remember those whose names are on our hearts and minds this morning. Lord, in your mercy. And dear God, we give thanks that you attend to our needs and care for our, each one of us. We ask you to bless our friends, families and loved ones who are departed from this life. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And let's bring our prayers together as we say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Do not lead us to the time of trial, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.
tears, lives with us from cradle to grave and throughout all time. Give us faith, courage to experience fully the truth of who we are, that we may evermore live.